Hi guys, welcome to another podcast with Andres and I. Um, today we have some very exciting topics for you. Um, but since you know it's 2020, new things are happening all the time. No. We don't know yeah. what's around the corner. In my case, I didn't know what was just around the corner. In my own hometown, it's a little coffee shop called Dutch Bros Coffee. What you- is Dutch Bros Coffee? So Dutch Bros Coffee, I thought was just like this. In- sounds like a product placement. <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored. Not <laughs> sponsored. Although I wish it was. <laughs> All right. So tell me um, about Dutch Bros. So it's this tiny little coffee shop. It looks like it's just an indie coffee shop. You know, nothing mm-hmm. that ex- exciting or special. But I saw some of our mutual friends on their Instagram stories over the past couple years getting really excited whenever they get to go to Dutch Bros. And I was just like, what about this is so good? So one day my sister, who does not like coffee, asked... I hate coffee too. Well, and this is the beautiful thing. They don't just do coffee, but they don't advertise that. Okay. So my sister who doesn't like coffee was like, have you ever heard of Dutch Bros before? And I was secretly like, yes, but I didn't think you would want to go because you don't like coffee. (laughs) But I said, let's go. So we went there. We get to the line. There's like no real place to eat inside. You order at a window outside your car or you drive through, which is like a great marketing and like rent strategy. It's way less expensive than Starbucks. And there's literally like 50 different flavors of stuff. And they do not only coffee, they do hot coffee, iced coffee, blended like Frappuccino-esque coffee. They do hot chocolate, hot tea, iced tea, iced lemonade, and blended lemonade, and ice cream. That's a lot of options. Right? And all of, it's literally just a bunch of different flavor syrup combinations. So they literally have 50 different combinations of syrups that you can get with all like crazy names. We literally went two days in a row. We literally went twice this Only week. Only once each day, right? Yes. Okay, okay. And then we told my mom about it and now she wants to go. So we're probably going to go three times in one week. What would be the LA equivalent? Like if I had to go somewhere like it. Oh, um, nothing. Sounds like nothing. Truly, like, I have not explored the LA coffee scene that much because I don't drink that much coffee. Nor Um, do you like LA. Nor do I like (laughs) LA enough to venture out. But it's sort of like if you went to a donut place thinking it was just donuts, and then they also do croissants and cronuts and, um, chocolate cakes, and 50 different flavors of donuts. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, and apparently they started in Washington, I think, which is where my sister went to school. So she took one sip of her chai latte, and she's like, ah, yes, I taste the University of Washington in this cup. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're ever by a Dutch Bros, highly recommend. It'll take you forever to figure out what you want, but it's worth it. And it's really good. <laughs> I'm trying to get into coffee. Um, like, 
this past quarter obviously just ended. Uh, not really. It's been a while now. But this last quarter of school, I had this large, large paper to work on. And it was like 10, 11 at night. And I was starting to get like real tired. And I was like maybe halfway through a quarter of the way through. So I just went to Starbucks in the middle of the night. And I got coffee. And that thing hits when you don't drink coffee. And I, she gave me like four shots or whatever that means. Like that thing hit me. And I was like, wow. At one point I had to stop my paper because I felt my heart race. And I felt like so out of it. Like I felt like I was like lightheaded. I was like, wow, this is a lot of coffee. <laughs> four shots of espresso is basically like four concentrated cups of coffee in one. Oh, Wow. Yeah, well, like, she gave me that because I was like, oh, I have this big paper and whatnot. And she's like, oh, so, like, something like four shots? And I was like, oh, yeah, four shots sound great. (laughs) Me thinking four shots is, like, some normal thing. But obviously it wasn't. No, I think a normal coffee with, like, superpower in it is, like, a double shot. And you got a quad shot. (laughs) Dude, she quad shot me and it was like rough like I there was a solid moment like I just had to stop working on my paper altogether because I felt so out of it I was like wow this is really strong I'm surprised your roommate just didn't see you vibrating in your chair yeah (laughs) and then like lightning shoots out your finger (laughs) and then I got through it though but now that I've been back home my mom does drink coffee a lot more than I do uh, but she never goes out and buys coffee from like Starbucks or McDonald's or anywhere. So we've been going to Starbucks and getting the s'mores frappuccino. And like that thing is so good. It's like a milkshake. It's so good. Yeah. I usually you... get the double chocolatey chip frappuccino. But Ooh, I've heard good things about that. I'm not a big chocolate person. So like mm-hmm. the s'mores frappuccino is not my jam. But the one that's, like, adjacent to it, it's, like, the similar style, I think, is the Caramel Ribbon Crunch Frappuccino. I will be getting that after this podcast now. That sounds <laughs> phenomenal. It's so good. It's basically, like, it does have coffee in it. It's a caramel frappuccino with coffee. And I think it's got, like, heavy whipped cream at the bottom and then regular whipped cream and caramel drizzle and, like, caramel crunch on top. It's so good. <laughs> That sounds so, so delicious. Mm-hmm. But like during these hard times of 2020, <laughs> uh, anything that could just stimulate my palate is just phenomenal now. Like, True. Like not, not to bag on like home food, because home food's phenomenal. But like <laughs> you, you kind of just miss the old world of just all these random foods you used to get. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely feel like there are times when I crave like, home-cooked food because you're right it does taste different than restaurant quality food not that one is better or worse depending on like how good of a cook you or your family is (laughs) but there are some times where you just want like a mcdonald's cheeseburger and it has to be that cheeseburger (laughs) and there's nothing special about mcdonald's cheeseburgers mcdonald's cheeseburgers are really like in my personal opinion like almost bottom of the barrel when it comes to like burger quality but i love a mcdonald's cheeseburger though like i still love getting it like the their mcdoubles for a dollar or i think they're two dollars now like i'm a sucker for those things even though i in my heart know this is not a quality burger (laughs) i still love them and i still crave them well it's the place 
that has sentimental memory because that's literally where you take everybody that you used to be able to see <laughs> at like 3 a.m. <laughs> to drive you through. Ever, I hope by the end of my life that <laughs> if when I die, when people go to McDonald's at 3 a.m., they remember me <laughs> taking them to McDonald's <laughs> at 3 a.m. and getting 60 nuggets or getting like giant bags full of burgers and foods <laughs> and all of the yeah. Let it be known, though, Kelsey and I are restaurant lovers in general. We love going out to restaurants, but you can't go out to a restaurant at three in the morning in, in this quiet town that we were in for college. <laughs> Although, there was a surprising amount of stuff open till at least, like, 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, there was some stuff in the UTC area that were open till, like, midnight or one, so it was Okay. But, like, that pastrami place, The Hat, isn't that open, like, 24-7 pretty much? No, I think pastrami closes around, like, 1 or 2 as well. Mm. I think. I don't actually know. You don't eat out that late at home. <laughs> Not at home, dude. At home, the latest I eat is, like, 7. Like That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> but, like, that's also why I've lost so much weight, <laughs> if I'm being <laughs> honest. I, like, I, I only eat from, like, 12 to 7. Like, that's, mm. that's the hours I've put upon myself and i've lost weight from it i that's so weird because i'm the exact opposite i've heard that's the way to go though like i've heard like if you want to just feel good all day that you just snack all day and like (laughs) you never are desperately hungry but nor do you ever like feel full because Mm -hmm. you're just doing this this apparently the right way to eat supposedly Mm -hmm. Supposedly. Well, I, I think it's really only the right way if you eat good food. I'm talking like Probably. Twizzlers. Oh, <laughs> I eat Twizzlers never all mind. day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and make sure you have a Hershey's at four. Yeah, it's like a Twizzler and then maybe like some barbecue chips and then, you know. Barbecue chips are so good though. They are so good. Top three chips, go. Number one. Lay's barbecue chips, but truthfully, okay. I like most any barbecue chip. Smart. Two would be Fritos, even though my mom says they reek. <laughs> is it specific kind of Fritos, like normal Fritos, or is it like those new like chili cheese flavor flavor Fritos? You just literally, <laughs> I wish this was a visual podcast because my mind is like, <laughs> <laughs> connections were just made. Um, so I love regular Fritos. I could probably eat a whole bag of regular Fritos by myself. However, they're good. However, when I was a lighting technician for a dance show, my junior or senior year, I think it was junior year, they had a vending machine backstage that had, um, they were like barbecue, chili, Frito twists, I think is what they're called. They're like the barbecue ones. And uh-huh. they are so good. <laughs> Your I, face is so lit up right now. I had totally forgotten about them because you can't find them in like just any grocery store. They're kind of like few and far between. But they mm. are so good. And then honestly, third is just a classic like kettle or just a Lay's potato chip. Really? Just a mm-hmm. classic original flavor? Mm-hmm. My top three easily has to be Doritos Cool Ranch. Uh, 
barbecue chips, but preferably Lay's just because they're real casual to eat. Mm. And then probably number three, cheese ruffles. Cheese ruffles? Those absurdly cheesy, like, over-the-top cheese ruffles. That's Mm. it. I will eat those chili cheese Fritos all day, every day if they're there. I don't know that I've ever had the chili cheese ones, but I'm sure... I think I'm a Frito stan, so, like, everything they make, I probably like. <laughs> Fritos is just bomb, dude. Fritos is just bomb. They truly are. Um, but I need to go back to Cool Ranch Doritos. Like, How really dare fast. you come back to it? <laughs> I thought we moved past the Dorito hate. I like regular cheese, nacho cheese Doritos. I also like the sweet and spicy Doritos, However, Cool Ranch Doritos, similar to um, green onion, sour cream and onion chips. Don't I just tell don't, me you don't like those either. I just, I don't like them. I used to as a kid, but I think I just grew out of liking them. I feel <laughs> so attacked. Nothing's better than getting those green onion chips and getting some green onion dip and just like quack, 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 snip, snip, snip. Like, oh, the face of disgust on <laughs> you right now. I am, I am attacked. I don't even like the dip. Like, the whole <gasps> scenario is bad. <laughs> you don't like green onion dip? Mm-mm. My God. <laughs> I like bean God. dip. I will no, smash some bean dip. <laughs> bean dip's good, but screw your bean dip right now. <laughs> Where is it that has really good bean dip? Chilies. Chilies got real good bean dip. They have good everything. Bro, listen. Chilies range from 1 to 10. On an honest level, probably a 4. But on a personal <laughs> level, that thing's an 8 or 9. Like, I love chilies. I love Sentimental. Chilies. Yeah, it's just like, the two for 25 is such a hookup. And then right, right before quarantine hit, like, I started ordering from the three from 10, three for 10, which is mm-hmm. also a hookup. And I'm like, this is literally everything I could ask for. <laughs> it's so good. The Texas cheese fries. Right. The, my, my crispers. Oh, how I miss my crispers. Honestly. Mm, cookie. Yep. Whenever I think of chilies is... The time that we went when I came back into town. I remember that day fondly. I remember that day fondly. But, and it was so fun. We were, like, having such a good time. And everyone was mad because everyone wanted to, like, see you that night for some reason. We were like, no, I had to pick Kelsey up from the airport and we're at Chili's. (laughs) Do you remember that? (laughs) I do remember that. And then For some reason, that day, I was beyond popular. For some apparent reason. And then there were, like, 80 people at your house. Not really. There were, like, six people at your house afterwards. More than there should be, though. (laughs) Um... I couldn't eat the cookie skillet, so I made you eat the whole thing, and you were so sick. Biggest betrayal of my (laughs) life. So, for those of you who don't know, the two for twenty-five, it's two meals for twenty-five dollars. Now it used to be two for twenty, but we've all been robbed. Um, So you get an appetizer, which I usually ask for the Texas cheese fries, but Kelsey and I sometimes have debates. Because one, you wanted chips one time, and I wasn't feeling the chips. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, pro- you probably had fries earlier that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas cheese fries, best absolute thing on the appetizer level menu. 
then you get to order two meals. So I always get the honey chipotle chicken crispers. I believe Kelsey usually gets chicken as well. I get, or pasta. I get the honey chipotle chicken crispers, but I don't get them doused in the sauce. I get That's all what the it was. sauce on the side. You get them on the side. Mm-hmm. And then I make sure to order a bean dip size ranch every time. <laughs> and the waiter always looks at me funny every time. And then you get a dessert. And we ordered the cookie skillet that day, which is what we always do. And way ahead of time, I told Kelsey, Kelsey, you're going to help me with the cookie skillet. She's like, we'll see when we get there. But if anyone's ever gone out to eat with anybody, you that that we'll see when we get there is just like a saying because everybody always backs you up once it comes to the food. <laughs> the cookie skillet gets there and I'm about to bite in and take a bite. And I asked Kelsey, like, oh, why aren't you eating? He's like, oh. I'm full. I don't want any. And I was like, what? And I had to eat an entire cookie skillet by myself. I was so sick by the end of it. I was so sick. You monster. Oh. It was like the first time Kelsey and I had seen each other in like absolute months. And yeah. Because I think that was in May. And the last time I had seen you was for like one three-day weekend in November, but you went home a day and a half into I did. <laughs> I had to go home early that weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a long time. It was almost, like, a full year since we'd seen Basically, basically. But, yeah, sorry about that betrayal. <laughs> Such a betrayal! But it will probably happen again at some point. Dude. You know, it was restating that story really reminded me of one of the first days we were friends or the first months we were friends and we went to BJ's as we always do. We went to BJ's and the waitress challenged me to finish the food. Oh. And I and I just finished even though I felt like I was getting so sick and I was going to vomit. <laughs> and like in that moment of retelling this story just totally reminded me of that moment. And she was like, do you want a pizookie? And you're like, no, I'm really full. And she's like, you want a pizookie? And you're like, all right, well, you challenge me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're going to puke. And she gets- I was so sick from how much food I had that night. <laughs> oh, that was a good time. I remember that as well. That was a wild, wild memory. <laughs> it definitely established a lot for what was to come. <laughs> and speaking of wild memories. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a conspiracy theory, because I know a lot of things like the Mandela effect, like Ah, with memories, a conspiracy theory. I don't think we're talking about this one, but what are we talking about? But before we move from the Mandela effect, what do you believe in it without even talking about it as a whole? Do you you buy into it? Yeah, you do. Um, No, no, no. I'm I'm debating on whether I should (laughs) publicly out yourself. Oh, oh, oh. All right, well, now we're talking about the Mandela effect. Now I gotta know. Um, long story short, because I know this person now, and they're not, like, weird or crazy or anything. But basically, when I first met this guy, um, all he would talk about is the Mandela effect. He was, like, obsessed college? with it. Yes. Oh. Um. And I know him now, he's very nice, but whenever I think of the Mandela effect, he is the only thing I can think about, is how obsessed he was (laughs) with it. Because he believed in it. Yes, he was very much 
a believer of the Mandela effect. I believe it could be real, but I don't want to drive myself crazy with mm-hmm. with it, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <clears throat> About the Mandela effect? Mm-hmm. There was a time before I I started taking classes on conspiracy theories and everything about this world. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a time where I was pretty sold on it because I was like, that is weird because I do remember things differently. But Mm -hmm. also I'm being prompted to remember things differently though. So like, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I don't believe in the Mandela effect, even though there's a lot of quote unquote hard evidence out there of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So no, I don't buy into Mandela effect. But also, I am now, and this is why I, you're asking me to talk about conspiracy theory, because I'm now also at a point where I don't believe many, if any, conspiracy theories anymore. Mm-hmm. While I used to be so deep in conspiracy theories, and I was like, oh, this and that <laughs> and all of that, and I was like, wow. But now I'm like, hmm, why do you believe in that conspiracy theory? Which leads us into the magic bullet. Ooh, let me get my Twistler. (laughs) (laughs) So the magic bullet is the the dubbed case for when JFK was assassinated back in the 60s. He was shot by a single gunman. So the government claims. Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK twice. Mm -hmm. One to the body and one directly to the head, which blew up JFK's head, essentially. I don't know if you've ever seen the video, but, like, it's gruesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's so gruesome. And so uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories of whether Lee Harvey Oswald was the only shooter because there's more than two bullet holes in the car, and there's more than two bullet holes in JFK. Now, I don't have all the exact details in front of me. I'm giving it all to you from the top of my head after studying it. But essentially, this bullet, to have done all the damage that it did to the car and JFK, had to ricochet in the car about 10 times in order to hit everywhere, every location, and every angle in order to do all the damage it did. That's crazy. All the greatest marksmen in the world have not been able to recreate the shots that would have hit JFK, let alone create the perfect angle for this bullet to ricochet so many times and do all the damage that it did. So. Hit me. I'm confused. Okay. Is the conspiracy theory that the government is trying to cover something up or is the conspiracy theory that or no is the conspiracy theory that there's only one shooter or the conspiracy theory that there was only two bullets i'm confused (laughs) so yeah the conspiracy theory is to lend into the fact that there is more than one shooter at the jfk assassination this this is based off a lot of quote-unquote evidence that people heard gunshots come from other locations. Um, there's a famous case of a man by the rails. Um, there's another one who was in the lawn. And, like, all this conspiracy theory, like, people, there was a people that, like, they say that the moment the bullets went away, uh, people would just walk away. Like, not frantic, not scared. They just walked away. Like, mm. it was something they expected and stuff. So there, um, the magic bullet is more of a theory to really hit home that, 
the government claims it's Lee Harvey Oswald, mm-hmm. but it was probably like four or five people who shot JFK all at once. Mm. So that's the conspiracy of it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let me give you more of a real world approach of it, right? Okay. So in the 1960s, uh, as it's popularly known now, um, Cuba, we had the Cuban uh, Missile Crisis. Uh, the USSR was growing in power and the communism was a great threat. And we had all these things. And what happens is that when JFK is killed, they only catch Lee Harvey Oswald, who, according to conspiracy theorists, isn't the real shooter at all. They say that he didn't even fire the gun, according to conspiracy theorists. And there's a lot of fake evidence and a lot of real evidence that points that he's not the real shooter. Mm. Is he? I'm just going to go with history and say yes, Mm -hmm. just because at this point, it's impossible to know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm just going to say he is the shooter. But there's a whole fake history movie. I say fake really broadly where they reaccount the trial and the cases in a different point of view, where it's mm. not in favor of the government, it's in favor of the government's hiding something. And mm. I think the movie's just called JFK. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anyone ever has time and patience to watch the movie, you leave the theater or you leave your house being like, we have to do something. We have to fight <laughs> the government. They killed JFK. But... If you take a step back and you really look at the details, they, lot, they stretch a lot of the truth a long ways. And so the real world aspect I want to talk about in this magic bully, bullet conspiracy theory is that maybe there was someone else. Maybe there was a shooter. Maybe something else did happen. Because Lee Harvey Oswald, no way in the world, could hit two bullets and do that much damage. It's just mm-hmm. straight up impossible. So the real world aspect of this conspiracy theory is that, yes, maybe there was another shooter or a few shooters, but the government wasn't just hiding it. The government wasn't trying to hide it. The government was trying to move on because they had bigger fish to fry, and they knew the only way the nation would move on and like face communism and the space race and do everything is if the whole country as a whole moved on quickly from the JFK mm. assassination. And so... The entire thing is, and like, there's a few reports of people at the time. They're like, they say there's a lot of sloppy evidence. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of that. And like, the point is not that. The point was the nation needs to move on now mm-hmm. after a national crisis. And like, uh, this is seen repeated multiple times in American history. Now, the most recent example is like 9/11. Like, 9/11 happens, and how do how do we move on quickly? Is that George W. Bush declares war right away, and we're moving in as a nation. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what happens is that in the 60s, JFK is shot and Lyndon B. Johnson, is it Lyndon B. Johnson? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. He becomes president that exact same day, like yeah. back to back, which is the famous photo of Jackie Kennedy's in the exact same outfit that sh- uh, with blood on it in the mm-hmm. inauguration of LBJ. It's for the same reason is that the world won, the, the government itself knew it had to move on quickly in order to get past this. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting that the magic bullet is a very real conspiracy that is very provable to be real, mm-hmm. but improvable because we have no evidence at all. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things that like, you know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I totally get why people would believe it, mm-hmm. but it's also sort of like, 
not as someone who's had a lot of experience with like crime scene stuff, obviously, <laughs> but like hearing from my crim law professor, it just kind of seems like sometimes there isn't anything but a bit of sloppy evidence. Like it's oh, yeah. not like the movies where you find every piece of every puzzle, <laughs> like you do the best that you can, you know? Otherwise, the real life is sloppy. Like, yeah. real life is just really sloppy. And, like, I totally could see it have been a coordinated effort, considering that, like, you don't just go up and kill someone as high profile as a president without, you know, some <laughs> forethought. But, yeah. no, I totally, I totally get why people would believe that. I actually have a conspiracy theory about Robert Kennedy, um, oh, that I saw I yesterday. Okay. Um, so I have fallen down like a true crime conspiracy theory Netflix hole because I'm like out of okay. comedies. And <laughs> <laughs> this show was talking about how they think the CIA brainwashed Sirhan Sirhan to okay. like kill Bobby Kennedy when he saw uh-huh. him. It was sort of like, yeah, it was like hypnotized basically. And they think that it's a conspiracy theory that it wasn't Sirhan Sirhan that killed him. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I hope I am. Um, And it was actually someone, it was like an inside job, I think, because the way that Sirhan Sirhan was standing in proximity to Bobby Kennedy, like, couldn't have killed him from the back of the head, which was where the fatal shot was, because he was actually in front of Bobby Kennedy. So they think that they hypnotized him to shoot at him so they would have someone to blame, but it was actually someone else that killed him. Oh, that's a wild one. That's a wild one. Um, But then they kind of debunked it. They had a bunch of, like, historical smart people talking about how that's probably not true because in order to get someone that hypnotized, even if the CIA could in some world do that like brainwash someone to do that you would have to be like so vulnerable to hypnosis that you could be that brainwashed and they said only like less than one percent of the population of the world is like able to be that hypnotized at a time so i don't know it's it's kind of crazy you, they get the funny part about conspiracies is they sort of like get you believing them as you're talking oh, yeah. about it. They always do. And then they're like, but just so you know, this is the evidence that proves everything I just told you is fake. <laughs> <laughs> um this that Bobby one and the magic bullet definitely lend into this bigger idea is that the American people give the government too much credit <laughs> of what they are capable of doing mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong i totally believe that the government has secret programs i totally believe the government can do a lot more than than like we can see with our own bare eyes mm-hmm. but at the same time some of these conspiracy theories where they they give the government way too much credit like do these people like a lot of these people don't probably know that the nuclear weapons of the united states are working on floppy disks they're not on modern technology and uh in an interview that had been done at a nuclear um uh, site uh, where launch site uh, they showed the technology the technology is from like the 70s and the 80s and like they have to be trained to use these old ancient computers 
and apparently they can go wrong really easily and so it was like one of these things like i think we give the government way too much credit of like how plausible it is that they can mm-hmm. do like how how much work would the cia have to put into to hypnotize this one guy yeah if, if the hypnosis was true you know or like yeah. the amount of work that the government had to put in to personally kill jfk as people <laughs> believe that the government killed jfk yeah and make it look like it was a, a lone ranger type a lone ranger and everything yeah you know you know i blame hollywood i blame hollywood for this i do because, blame hollywood though because they have all these plots where like this fbi agent like summon satan and satan's like go this way and then that's how they like figure (laughs) out that this guy killed this other guy like it's just it's not realistic to think that these things are true but it's it's definitely part of that because like i once read a report that said um people go into court when they're called in to be um what they call it um not witnesses um the bench um no not the bench the jury when people are called to be on the jury (laughs) Wow, I just went through, like, all the words of yeah. law. Um, when people are called in to be on the jury and that they are shown evidence that they are more willing to say the person is um, not guilty because the evidence doesn't seem as believable as what they see on TV. Because on TV, the cops have, like, perfect evidence and, like, mm-hmm. their cameras zoom in for, like, miles and have crisp mm-hmm. images and all this stuff. And I once read that, like, people are more not willing to believe uh as jury members than they would be if they didn't watch these crime shows these mm-hmm. crime shows have just taught people to the like evidence has to be super good and super clean and everything mm-hmm. it's like real evidence isn't clean <laughs> like yeah it's so rare <laughs> and there's one really important thing about conspiracy theories that i've learned as a whole because i study folklore i study conspiracy theories i study the if and or buts of like why people believe why they believe mm-hmm. and there's one thing i 100 percent learned from conspiracy theories and this one's a really controversial take but once you understand once you understand what i'm telling you it makes sense every single time you see conspiracy theory and it is this conspiracy theories are for losers not losers in the sense that that this the way we've painted losers in society but as loser, as in like you refuse to accept what is what it is, and so I can promise you, any conspiracy theory you throw at me right now, we can find out why there is that conspiracy theory. So let's give mm-hmm. the magic bullet, right? Mm-hmm. The magic bullet. Who is the loser in the situation? Why must we create the theory of the magic bullet? Is because this person who created this idea, or people who created this idea, did not accept the reality of the situation and the the truth of the world and everything that is happening does not go aligned with their views of the world and what and how they accept the world to be Mm -hmm. and therefore they must create a conspiracy theory to accept what they are and so you can see this in a lot of things where (laughs) the flat earthers Mm -hmm. um, besides them just wanting to be a tight community of people who claim they want to think outside the box (laughs) um if you really look at it, a lot of these people are Christian and mm-hmm. they believe because the Bible, uh, don't quote me on this. <laughs> this is just <laughs> off what flat earthers are saying. Flat earthers claim that the Bible claims that the earth is flat and is a disc and whatnot, mm-hmm. according to their studies of the Bible. And so why is this conspiracy theory prominent? Why do these people subscribe to it? Because it subscribes to their mentality and their view of the world. 
Why do people believe Bush did 9-11? Because people want, refuse to accept that the towers can be attacked. People want to refuse that an enemy, a thought, a terrorist can take down the towers. So they create these worlds in which Bush did 9-11. The, the guy they didn't like did 9-11. Mm-hmm. It's like any conspiracy theory. I once had a friend that told me that, um, who is, who's the artist? I don't know if it's Lindsay Lohan or someone, but like her music she has a body double there's some prominent yes, oh you it's know. avril levine isn't it yes her yeah there's a popular theory that avril levine is that avril avril levine yeah. uh has has a body double that she was killed or that she, something she has some body double and that that's why all her music is different and that's why there's all these hidden messages and everything mm-hmm. but if you really think about it it's just people refusing to accept that she's not the same artist she once was. Mm-hmm. It's just people refusing to accept that she has a different look, that she wants to act different, all these people, all these things. Mm-hmm. So once you really understand the idea of conspiracy theories are just for losers, it, you really start to accept that once you look at it, who is this conspiracy theory for and why mm-hmm. do they believe in it? And if they believe in it, what's their point of view in the world? How do they accept the world and everything? Mm-hmm. So the people who believe that aliens are being hidden from us and that the <laughs> government's like working on alien technology and everything, why do they subscribe to that? Because they view the world as a place where aliens exist and that the government's a big bad guy. And when that's not true, they have to blame it on someone and they have to blame it somehow. Mm-hmm. And the greatest conspiracy is that the government is hiding them. Mm-hmm. I, it also brought to mind when you said that, like the whole 5G causing coronavirus. Yes. How it's like people just cannot accept the fact that something so horrible and dangerous to humans just exists in the world. Mm-hmm. And so it has to like be this whole drawn yeah. out thought process. There's a lot of people who believe 5G start coronavirus, that Chinese scientists created it uh, against the protesters and it got out of hand. Now it's mm-hmm. around the world. And like these, all these coronavirus things and take a step back and really analyze who's benefiting from these conspiracy theories. And it's the people who refuse to accept that the coronavirus is something natural that can happen, that there must mm-hmm. be a big bad guy because that's their view of the world. Their view of the world is that there's always someone behind everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it happens that 5G, we were messing with something and these <laughs> upper these upper people knew what it was going to do and that's what's going to cause. Mm-hmm. Or the, Ch- the Chinese government created this to, to be anti-protesters to honk Kong, but it got too far and it's mm-hmm. like it's one of those things like people want to believe in these bigger realities when real reality is insane as it is but it's not that insane yeah <laughs> there's a limit however mm-hmm. reality has gone a little crazy on instagram don't you think oh <laughs> oh <laughs> and I think I know my, you're gonna go with this. <laughs> my favorite version of this weird almost like Dadaist reality we've entered on Instagram is the uh-huh. like, what blank, blank. are you? <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I love them. I think they're so fun. I and think I- <laughs> they take so much time and effort. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to finish your thought. No, that, was, that was the end of my thought. That was the end of my thought. <laughs> So, <laughs> so in spirit of that, I wrote down some things that we're going to see what we are to each other 
um, in the what blank are you? Because and just like on Instagram, it's a load of crud and there's no science that backs <laughs> it up. So it's just our personal feelings towards each other on this Good. particular day. Good. Love it. Um, so what we're going to do for those of you who are listening is we created a list of really like random things <laughs> that we're going to evaluate the other person on what segment of that weird topic are do we have to justify them maybe just give like a little like because this okay so the first one we're gonna do is what potato dish are you specifically a dish well it can be anything from like just a type of any potato potato type of thing yeah um do you want to go first or should i go first you can go first Okay, I think you are probably, and this is very specific, I think you're probably McDonald's French fries. On the cheap? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, because there are, like, so few people that don't like them. And I feel like you're a very likable, amiable, personable guy that people generally tend to like. Okay, okay. I am going to call you, and don't get offended, let me explain it. Oh, no. You are a loaded mashed potato. Okay, that's better than scallop potatoes, because I hate scallop potatoes. They're okay. Those scallop (laughs) potatoes are okay. No, you are like a loaded mashed potato, because you, you, from the outside, don't take this personally. You look like a potato, all right? You're just a potato. But if you cut it open and you add some fun inside and then you take a bite, it's so good. It's so great. And it's fluffy and warm and happy. Oh, it's essentially, essentially mashed potatoes still in a shell. And I think that's what you are. I think, I think you are like a little mashed potato where like you look like you just be a potato, but you're so much more. So basically what you're saying is I have potential if you do a lot of things to me. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Not that you have potential. That once we cut inside and we get to know the real you, mm. it's, on, it's an exciting time. Gotcha. <laughs> it's an exciting time. Um, so those are our potatoes that we, we are. are. I am <laughs> Um. So next we're going to do what holiday are you oh easy easy yeah easy okay hit me you're kwanzaa (laughs) okay no explanation no you're just not gonna give me any explanation on that okay for you i would say this isn't a nationally recognized or an internationally recognized holiday, but I think you're Seven Eleven Day. Seven Eleven Day. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'll explain Kwanzaa. If you explain Seven <laughs> Eleven Day. You first. Okay. Okay. So, do you know what Seven Eleven Day is? No. So, 7-11 day is July 11th, 7-11. Oh, it's my brother's birthday. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. And you can go into any 7-11 and they give you a free mini Slurpee. 
any flavor you want, and it's free on 7-Eleven because it's 7-Eleven. Yes. yes, I've heard of this. And, the holiday. Yeah, and you could go. It's nationally known. Hello. It is. It is. You're right. And you I know to, about it. You're right. Yeah. And you can go to like 30 7-Elevens and get like mini Slurpees. Oh, it's so much sugar. <laughs> so I think your 7-Eleven day because it's like very exciting. It doesn't come around often. And you have to kind of know that what you're looking for to really get the most out of it. But if you know what you're looking for, you have a really good time. Okay. 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 So give me Kwanzaa. <laughs> All right. I'm giving you Kwanzaa just because I forgot the real name is Hanukkah. <laughs> so you are Hanukkah. <laughs> I don't want an explanation. I, I don't want I, an explanation. I think you are Hanukkah because you're the gift that keeps on giving for days on end. Wow. Because Christmas is one time a year. Just That's one true. day. And we don't even count Eve unless you're Hispanic. Don't count Eve. Um, Halloween's one day. Fourth of July is one day and everything, but you, you keep giving for multiple days, and that's it's what true. you want. That's I, what you want. You I keep on giving. So you much. Give and you give and you give and you give. And I get nothing back. <laughs> and you get nothing back until Christmas overlaps with you, and then you get something back. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Seven Eleven Day and Kwanzaa. You mean Hanukkah? Yes. Though, it, if I remember correctly, Kwanzaa is just the African version of Hanukkah? Is it not? I think it's like African independence is celebrated. Oh, you're probably right. I'm probably wrong. But I do think it's like three days, maybe. I am reading on it right now. It is quite similar to Hanukkah. Mm, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So I wasn't that far off base. Okay, our next one is, what candy bar or Pop-Tart flavor are you? So you could do either a candy bar or a Pop-Tart flavor. Because I feel like they're very similar. I'm going to go with the candy from, for you. Okay. Hmm. I think, I think I might go Pop-Tart flavor for you. <gasps> Am I cooked or uncooked? <laughs> See, that depends on the flavor because some of the fruit flavored ones I do not like toasted, but like the, the chocolatey ones, I really like toasted. Yeah, no, I, I'd have to give you that. I'd give you that. I must say you are either a crunch Ooh. or a Kit Kat. Ooh. Okay. Because I have I'm layers. Go, yeah, yeah. Well, the Kit Kat's because you have layers. But the crunch is because it's just full of a bunch of uh, crunches, I guess it's called, right? I <laughs> think that what yeah. we call crunchies. Uh, because you're not just a chocolate bar. You have like a million things inside you that add a little extra flavor. Mm. Mm. Like my social anxiety. That is one adds of Adds flavor. <laughs> To my it life. Adds a lot of it does, not to your life, but to our friendship. True, <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, I think for you. See, this is so hard because the flavor I truly think you are is cinnamon roll. Oh. Of Pop Tart, 
which is okay. good toasted. However, I think it's discontinued, so I don't know if I need to oh, pick a different one. Is it one. discontinued? I'm pretty sure I've not seen it in so long. I'm pretty sure it's still around because I thought it was like one of the most popular flavors. Really? I have not seen it. Maybe it's just Nevada. <laughs> Maybe. But I think your cinnamon roll pop tart because okay. one, you're hard to come by, but it's yeah. very okay. gratifying when you have it. Like there are a few people like you, but you're a very good person to have on your team. And you can go toasty, you can be spicy and sassy, or you can go regular and you can be kind. <laughs> that was that was both a compliment and a slap. <laughs> oh, me spicy, <laughs> sassy. You're sassy. I, I, take it, I take it. I still stand by my crunch. But though like a Kit Kat, you come sometimes in multiple bars. Sometimes you don't get to have Kelsey in one bite. It's true. And if you bite cats <laughs> like that, you are a wrong kind of cat eater. That's true. I, I do come in multiple different phases. You do, and it's pretty great. <laughs> you you get that initial hello with Kelsey, where it's just like casual Kelsey, and then Kelsey devolves into what do you want to eat, Kelsey? And then post-eating Kelsey is like, she's, she's having fun and so much great time. And then you get the end of the night, Kelsey, who is just like looking back on the entire day <laughs> <laughs> while sitting there clutching my stomach as I ate yeah, too much we always eat too much together yeah yeah <laughs> um going off of more food related things okay this I think is going to be the best one which is what taco truck taco meat are you oh I got you easy you're easy okay very easy. Do you want me to tell you what I think you are? Uh, yes. Okay. So I think you are carnitas. <gasps> because, okay. okay. again, I have not really met a person who doesn't like carnitas on That's tacos. True. What's like, true? it's very universally liked. However, you can do a lot of different stuff with it. So you can be, like, different spices and different spice levels and different, like, do you want green? Do you want red? What do you want, you know? So I think it speaks to your versatility as a human, but still you're able to, like, find something in common with everyone. Okay. Okay. Wow. If you were a taco truck meat, I think you are al bastor. Because for a different reason, the almost an opposite reason for me with being carnita, is is I think with you, people will see what it is, but they don't know what it is. And mm. so they look at it and they have to like, they have to warm up to the thought of having al pastor. And once they have it, they love it. And I think that's what you are. I mean, a lot of people don't approach you as, as easily as they approach me. No. <laughs> but once they have the al pastor, and if it's one of those lucky taco trucks where they cut the, the pineapple off the top and like lay it in, they'll realize that the al pastor is the best taco truck meat. I mean, I do love al pastor. It's really I good. I love al pastor. <laughs> it's the best one, dude, flat out. It's oh. my favorite taco truck meat in general, so. 
Well, that was kind of fun and interesting. That was exciting. I, you know, I was jokingly going to call you Asada just because I was like, you're basic, but you go great with everything. Wow. <laughs> but I was like, nah, I ain't got a roaster. I ain't got a roaster. You roast me personally all the time. You don't need to do it publicly, too. <laughs> After the podcast, I end up to call you out. Be like, no, I really thought you were Asada. Yeah. <laughs> Be I'll like, edit. Look good. Yeah, edit that out because I don't want to lie. <laughs> Someone once taught me that you aren't supposed to lie, even though you'll lie soon after. <laughs> oh, too much. That was funny. That was fun. <laughs> um, you told me to remind you of something, which could be our last topic for this podcast. Which I don't is know. if it's if it's the topic I think it is I think it might not be the good final topic we'll find out. You told me to remind you of uh, sonnet. Oh, then that is a good topic. Oh, good. I'm gonna put this book down. On a <laughs> All right, sonnets. Right. Mm-hmm. I had never been a sonnet in my life, but uh, as few people know about me, is that I am actually super super obsessed with Shakespeare. I love him to the nth degree, but not many people know that at all. Mm. But I actually love Shakespeare. I have per- I have like collections of Shakespeare and I have like, uh, I have the Harvard edition collection of Shakespearean works and like Ooh. all this, like I, I, I love Shakespeare. And most importantly, I love his weird ass sonnets. <laughs> Some of them are just like, girl, I want to bang you, but you're ugly. But because I love you, it's okay. Like, like Shakespeare is that kind of man, right? Mm-hmm. And so- a friend of mine recently contacted me and they're one of the few people who know I'm obsessed with Shakespeare. And they asked me to write a sonnet. And I, and I was like, I've never written a sonnet, right? They're like, how have you never written a sonnet? Like you write poetry all the time, but you've never written a sonnet. And I'm like, no, nah, I always thought it was just too complicated. So they looked at the rules of the sonnet and I wrote a sonnet. But I will tell you, they said it has to be about boots. About what? So, booty. Oh, okay. So I wrote an entire sonnet about a booty. Interesting. And I'm not proud of it, but I am <laughs> proud that I was able to make a booty sonnet. Is it in proper syllabic format? Yes. Beautiful. I I, I made it like in half an hour, but I was like <laughs> proud. All right, so as you know, it has to have 10 syllables per line, right? Mm-hmm. That is the rule of a sonnet. Give me a two-syllable name. Two syllables? Yeah. Um, oh, let's go Marco. Let's do Marco. Okay. All right? I like the name Marco. All right. So this is, a, this is for a two-syllable name person. Ready? Oh, God. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Marco. Oh, hold on. Let's do the figures. Oh, Marco. How I want your big booty. <laughs> For when I see it, it makes me go wild. How I miss the days it was in my bed. I used to hold it deep into the night. It was then when I learned how great it was. With permission, I wish to worship it. I wish to get on my knees for the booty. If it were mine, I would kiss and love it. With your permission, I would write away. There may have been problems before today. I wished to start a new starting now. With this sonnet, I hope to prove it now. You said, whatever comes naturally. Well, my sweet Marco, this is natural. Believe it or not, this is just for you. 
So if you were to allow me to today, I would worship you with all my being. I would take you to dinner ASAP, which is technically multiple syllables. Big brain plays. So ASAP is two syllables. I would buy you all the things you could want. I would give you what I did in fact then. So please say yes to me worshiping you. All I wish to do is worship that ass. You know, <laughs> why do I get this strange feeling Shakespeare would love it? <laughs> Dude, I essentially said exactly what Shakespeare says, but less eloquently. True. At least in your sonnet, there is consent listed twice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, it, there it, you go. Two times it says, with your permission. <laughs> <laughs> so, we love a good consent sonnet. <laughs> Shakespeare would be like, let me just, let yeah. me just get up in there. My favorite sonnet of Shakespeare's, do you, like, know all of them? I don't know all of them, but I do know a good amount of them. Mm. Um, let's see if you know this one. Is the one that's, like, "'Tis better to be vile than vile esteemed." Is, yes. like, the first line. Yes. I really yes. like that one. It's a good one. Uh, my favorite one is the one I referenced earlier. I forget what the first line is, but he essentially calls her an ugly hag that, and, like, she's, uh, she, he, like, insults her so much but he says, that is why I love you, because you are imperfect, and because there's no, no such thing as a perfect woman. And I'll, but, like, he's doing it by insulting her, and I'm like, man. He's like, your lips are chapped and, like, gross, and your face is is disformed, <laughs> and all these things. And I'm oh like, oh, that's not how you compliment a woman, my man. That's, like, the original backhanded compliment. Oh, True. Because it's from Shakespeare, too, so you're like, I guess I have to take it. Yeah. Or it's like, maybe it's not a backhanded compliment, but it's one of those things where I've heard guys say that a way to get a woman interested in you is to, like, insult her so that she feels like she needs to prove herself to you. I've heard that, too. I've which is, like, too. grade A absolute bullshit, but, like... You know what is one thing that I was once told uh, not just about women, but just, like, relationships in general, that 100% has worked for me every time. Oh, God. Is that, I know, it, it's, it sounds wild, <laughs> but it's not that complicated. Um, I got this advice from my mother, and it was, <laughs> if you're giving them all your attention, but they're not responding back, just cut them out altogether. I mean, it's kind of true, if you and think about every it. every time I've done it, those people have come back into my life looking for me now. Mm. And it has worked. There you go. Yeah. I mean, or you have what, like, our friendship is currently, where we only talk, like, once a week to do this podcast. If even. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't. And you're like, next week it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that could be because I am trying not to be that person who requires like so much <laughs> attention, attention. <laughs> mm -hmm. because for so long I was like oh my god if they don't text me back like they must have personally something that I did caused that to that response or lack of response and now I just have to remind myself I'm like 
people be busy. Like, even though we're at home and we don't really have that much to do. I feel like we, I'm more busy now, even though I'm really? not doing as much. But, like, I feel like I'm more busy. Like, my mind and, like, I'm always doing other things. Mm. Or, like, I have just stuff to do with my mom now at home to help mm. her out or just help and just do stuff. And I just feel like I'm always busy now. Whereas mm. I, my old life, I used to say, man, I'm so lazy. I'm so blah, blah, blah. But now I don't even consider myself lazy. Now I don't even do, I do half the stuff I used to do back then. <laughs> You know, little stuff can feel like a lot when you do a lot of little things. Also, when time feels fake, mm-hmm. as it does right now, it's just like, yeah, oh, I took out the trash. What a, <laughs> wow, what a day. It's actually really strange because time doesn't feel real right now, right? But truthfully, I only have like 20 days till I go back to school as of recording this. So I know at some point reality is going to hit me again, like real a quick and truck. Yeah, you know when it's gonna hit you when you have to set up your alarms in the morning. Then you're gonna be yeah. like, "Oh, my days has now begun sooner, and I have to go to bed sooner." Although my class schedule is like not amazing because I have some late afternoon classes, which is not amazing. But I think my earliest class is like nine a.m., which is chef's kiss, beautiful. That's not Can- bad, dude. That ain't, but that ain't, yeah. ain't not bad, especially for college. Yeah, I took a lot of 8 a.m.s, actually, and I could do them until my senior year. And then getting up for my 8 a.m. that I had to take because it was the only time it, the class was available, that was rough. <laughs> it is rough. The, the later you are, like you're studying, the more, because at the beginning you're like, oh, I can do it, it's like fresh and everything. But like, but by your final year, you really come here like, I've done this all before. Do mm-hmm. I really need to be there by 8 a.m.? Like, yeah. Really, though? And for me, I'm at the point now where I'm getting closer to not ever having school again. School? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I'm going to have to get up early for the rest of my life, potentially. I might as well take late classes now <laughs> while I can. I sleep in now. Yeah, dude. Because yeah. I don't want to be tired my whole life. <laughs> I hope not. Well, with that kind of money, you can afford to be lazy every once in a while. Well, I guess. It depends, That's what on, that, it depends on the requirements that are stipulated to get that money because a lot of the requirements are you work nine days a week, basically. For like 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> so. <days> a week. <laughs> <laughs> you ignore sleep two days to make yeah, up the time. Basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but... I think this is probably a good time to end this podcast. I hope everyone who is listening enjoyed us talking Let's about Let's do what something potato. real quick, Kelsey, real quick. Okay. Let's do a memory recap. Let's see if we can recap what we've done. Okay. That's hard. So we started off with coffee, which was called Dutch Bros. Mm-hmm. All right, we started with Dutch Bros. And then we went to me betraying you eating a full cookie skillet correct correct but in between that i talked about starbucks oh yes yes and my quad shot (laughs) yeah so starbucks and chilies from chili bj's went to bj's Mm -hmm. from bj's did we go into conspiracy theories i'm pretty sure we no we went into the mandela effect Ah, which then led into conspiracy theories. Yeah. Which 
you don't believe in the Mandela effect, or you have thoughts of the Mandela effect, but you're not. Yeah, it could exist, but it I'm could. not sold. Over. Over. <laughs> then we went in. Uh, I don't believe in Mandela Effect. Then we went to Conspiracy Theories, which was the magic bullet. And then you talked about Bobby Kennedy's assassination. Mm -hmm. And then... And then we got interrupted because my dad called, which will probably be edited out. (laughs) (laughs) Which was kind of funny. He talked about Costco and I heard it over the phone. It was great. Um... And then we finished Conspiracy Theories about why people believe in them. Yes. And then from there, we went to Instagram, mm-hmm. which was potatoes. Yeah, I, I, was a fr- I was French fries from McDonald's, mm-hmm. and you were a loaded mashed potato, mm-hmm. which then went into candy. Which then went into holiday. Holiday, where you're Kwanzaa Hanukkah, <laughs> and I'm 7-Eleven Day, mm-hmm. which then went into candy, where you're mm-hmm. Crunch and Kit Kat, mm-hmm. and I am, don't remind me, don't remind me. It's I was Pop-Tart. a Pop-Tart of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. You were cinnamon bun Pop-Tart. Cinnamon bun Pop-Tart. You're right. My bad, my bad. And then taco and then meat. Taco meat where you were al pastor and I was garnitas. Mm-hmm. And then we gave a sonnet to anyone out there named Marco. So <laughs> I hope you appreciate my sonnets. And we're wrapping it up. Now. Yeah, exactly. That was great. Wow. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys laughed with us a little bit. Um, and any parting words, Andres? Uh, yes. I'm going to give a, uh, a recommendation to people. Read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius if you want to clear your mind and be a better person. I totally recommend reading Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. He was a Roman emperor. There you go. You have next week's homework. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We won't remember that we talked about this next week. Definitely won't. Definitely won't. (laughs) Um, All right, guys. See you in the next one.